please enjoy the sneak peek of the newest episode of Wrestling Bitch Face. For only $2 a month, you can listen to every new episode early and ad-free at patreon.com slash restingbitchpod. Hello, bitches. Welcome to Resting Bitch Face. Happy fucking New Year. It is January 3rd today when we're recording. And uh, if you're a, patro- a patron on Patreon, <laughs> you're listening to this on Wednesday early and ad free. All our main feed listeners are listening on Friday. So happy Friday. And say hello, Justine. Hi, happy uh, whatever day you're listening to this on, but it's Tuesday for us. Do you feel any different now that it's the new year? Um, you know, the always the first couple days of a new year, I always have like somewhat of an excited feeling in me. It's like just that like inevitable kind of fresh start feeling. Um, yeah. obviously today I'm not feeling that. Um, but, but I definitely was yesterday and the day before. So, yeah. I, um, was thinking earlier today, like, what can you do to carry this fresh new start feeling throughout the year? Because it does, it does feel good and fresh at the beginning of the year. And then it just trails off and it's another freaking year, another day, another, this, another week. So like, what can you do? to kind of carry that feeling throughout the year, throughout the months, throughout the weeks? Is that like a goal setting type of thing? Is it a meditation? What can we do? Because it is such a nice feeling. Um, I mean, I guess if you're doing the whole New Year's resolution thing to just stick with it, um, stick with one change. And then once you get that set, then more and more over time I think so at least um but yeah I I think just that and you know I also think like failing at New Year's resolutions is a little bit inevitable for the most part like Mm -hmm. like I understand like the sentiment behind it and all of that but at the same time it's like if you really want to change something like you're just going to change it it's you're not going to start on Monday you know what I mean yeah I think um Probably one of the major issues with resolutions is just making huge resolutions, huge goals, and maybe not having a plan to reach those goals. Maybe being too vague, saying, oh, I want to lose 50 pounds. That's a huge goal. And if you don't have a plan for it on how you're going to get there, you know, what do they say? If you, if you don't, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Yeah. So. Pretty much. Yeah. And then what's the day? It's I don't know. It's not till like closer to the end of January, but there's a day where they where they whoever they is says that this <laughs> is the most depressing day of the entire year because it's when people like realize that they've been failing at their New Year's resolution. Oh and- it's probably like three weeks in. Yeah, it's something like that. And it makes sense, too, be because, yeah, because everyone says like the gym is so busy at this time. But then towards the end of January, it's like not as busy anymore. Like People already start to give up, you know? Oh, I know it was. Well, on the first, I went more towards the afternoon. So it wasn't that busy. People were back at work or they weren't or they, it was just the first and they weren't going to work out that day because they were hungover or whatever. And then on the second yesterday, I went around like 9 a.m. So it was just, or 10 a.m. It was bad timing. There was so many people there. And I texted you complaining about it. And you're like, yeah, duh. 
It's the 2nd of January. <laughs> yes. I'm all for people getting into fitness and, and getting back on track and, and feeling good about yourself and all that. I want everyone to work out. I think everyone needs to. It's so good for you. But then it's just kind of inconvenient for me. So yeah, rude, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I prefer to work out at home because then I can like do whatever I want. I can use all the equipment at once if I want to. I yeah. can use five different pairs of dumbbells if I want to, like all that stuff. I have like my TV and everything set up down there. So, you know, depending on my mood, I can either like blast a podcast, blast some music, uh, throw on some sister wives in the background. I've like <laughs> edited a podcast while I've been working out before. I've been How like, is that even possible? Because I would just play it on my laptop beside me while I've been working out. And oh, then okay. in between sets, I'll do the actual physical editing. Okay. Um, I've taken notes before while I've worked out at home because I've been like you know, a little short for time and I had to record and I'm sitting there watching like a Floribama Shore episode and typing and uh, nice. yeah, so I, I like working at home, but I also don't like being around people like, you know, this every time I go anywhere, my biggest <laughs> complaint is that I'm around other people. Ew, so it's so people out here. I know. Yeah. How, how dare other people be in the same so movie theater rude. as me? Like, so how dare rude. you? <laughs> That's so funny. No, I like going to the gym because I like to get out of the house because otherwise I just get distracted by all the other things that I need to do. But if I go to the gym, like I'm at the gym to work out, that's the only thing there is to do here. So it helps me focus more. But um, I definitely understand the people thing. I, I like to be alone. I go to lunch alone and work on my planner, maybe listen to a podcast. I'll go to the movies alone. I like being alone. I truly enjoy it. So yeah, me too. For like all of my 20s, I would only say until pretty recently, I feel like COVID kind of changed my view a lot on stuff. Um, and it wasn't until I think then that I actually truly learned to love to be alone. Like I was one of those people, like I always wanted to be doing something with another person. And then now as I'm older, I'm like, man, like, what was I thinking? Because being alone is fucking awesome. Oh, so great. <laughs> There's nothing like going to a Mexican restaurant by yourself and sitting down with your planner and getting your stickers out and like, <laughs> or journaling <laughs> or something and having some chips and salsa and not having to entertain anyone. I think that especially as someone who's in the service industry, you're when I go to work, I spend five, six hours entertaining people. It is draining. It's exhausting. You know how that is. You mm -hmm. have entertained people forever. Um, the hours that you spend entertaining is so draining. So to be by yourself is so nice. I love it. Um, I went to, when you were talking about being by yourself like too many people in the movie theater I was thinking about this so we went to see the new avatar movie in mm -hmm. IMAX 3D last night how and was it it was the most beautiful thing I have ever seen in my entire life oh my god I just don't understand how people are so talented and creative and they build these worlds and it was just mind-blowing and I had never seen the first Avatar movie, so we came home and Ryan put it on, and I was like, this looks 
horrible. This looks like oh really? I was like, this looks like 1995 CD-ROM video game. Is what it looks like. That's interesting. Windows 95. It looked awful in comparison. See, I saw the first Avatar movie in the movie theater. And um, I wasn't a fan of it. The 3D started to like annoy me a little bit. Like give me a little bit of a headache. I don't know if that's because I fucked up eyes anyways. Um, Oh, maybe. But I I didn't like it. I wasn't into the story. I didn't really get it. Um, And then when you know uh animal kingdom at disney they have the avatar world and they have an avatar ride and people say that's like the best ride that they've ever been on i've never been to animal kingdom and i haven't been on the ride but um okay people like love this thing and then yeah this new movie came out and um yeah i don't know i don't really care if i if i see it or not but it, the visuals definitely like oh, do look God. stunning like even just watching the commercial on tv i was like like, I know I smoke a lot of weed, but that looks fucking trippy. It's fucking amazing. And to see it in IMAX 3D, like, the 3D was beautiful. Like, I had, I was in the recliner all the way back, and I just felt like I was in this other world. <laughs> it was amazing. So, highly recommend, like, smoke your vape pen, get high, and then go see it in 3D in IMAX. Oh, my God, it was beautiful. And that it's actually like three sounds hours like a really long. good idea. It's like three hours long, but I did not care. I could have watched another three hours. It was amazing. It was so good. But yeah, get high and go see it and then report back. You'll love it, I think. All right. That sounds awesome, actually. Yeah, it's a nice way to spend an afternoon for sure. It does take the whole afternoon, but yeah. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. So let's get the sad stuff out of the way. Ugh uh yeah where do you want to start with it just tell the people what happened um so you know uh, we're recording this tuesday afternoon and last night was monday night football it was supposed to be the buffalo bills versus the cincinnati Bengals in cincinnati and um you know primetime game whatever millions of people watch those primetime games and just Mm -hmm. like any other game um there's an injury that happens and they cut to commercial break. And literally, I think the only football game that I've ever watched in my life where there wasn't an injury was actually one of the New Year's Eve games that was on one of the bowl games after the game was over. I was like, huh, there wasn't any injuries because, of course, it's just so common. But most of the time they're like, you know, a sprain or even a broken limb or something like that where it's easily fixed, you know, a lot of concussions, stuff like that. Yeah, it's, um, it's something that we're used to seeing. It's it's a, of course. a rough game. It's yeah, yeah, it's a very violent, dangerous game, um, but nothing like this has ever happened. So, of course, it cuts to commercial break. And when it comes back from commercial, all of the players are just sobbing. Like Josh Allen, he looked like his soul left his body. I had never seen anybody with that type of look of distress on their face. Uh, Tredavious White was like inconsolable. These guys just looked like fucked up. And then they announced that they had been giving him CPR on the field for about nine minutes. So that means his heart stopped, obviously. Um, so yeah, nothing like that has ever happened. And, you know, they showed the replay a couple times, which is kind of fucked up now that we know the severity of what went on, but, um, he made a tackle and he just stood up and 
he just collapsed after he stood up like it was the weirdest thing and you even texted me and you were like that hit didn't even look bad yeah it didn't look like really anything happened and then all of a sudden like he stands up and he just like falls over backwards yeah it's it's so strange or something I can't remember but he falls over and it doesn't make sense it's like what just happened did I miss something and then you rewatch it and you're like no I didn't all all the hits that end up being super bad like Ryan Shazier he played for the Pittsburgh Steelers he got paralyzed and it was actually on the same field the Cincinnati Bengals field Um, but he got paralyzed he can fortunately walk now um, and like you know he's somewhat recovered but like even his hit if you look at it you're like what the fuck like that actually looks like a really healthy hit because they tell them to like aim lower and stuff because they're up now they're all worried about like the head stuff you know right um so what people think it is is just like uh this happens a lot in baseball when baseballs will hit you super hard in the chest it's happened a lot it's just like one of those freak blows to the chest that makes like your heart give out um so people think that that happened to him and the most fucked up well all of it's fucked up but he's not even a starter so he's actually a backup for Micah Hyde, who's like our star safety player. So oh if God. Micah Hyde, yeah, like it, it, he's only 24 years old. Um, so basically they took him to, um, you know, they took the ambulance, they took him in the ambulance to, uh, you know, the Cincinnati like medical trauma center or whatever. And um he's in critical condition. And that's all we know. Like mm-hmm. I stayed up to like, a little after they postponed the game, which one thing I want to say, fuck the NFL, because at one point after that all happened and they took him off in the ambulance, they said the players will be given five minutes to warm up and then we're going to get back to the game. And like I said, Josh Allen just looked like his soul had left his body. I'm like, that guy's not going to be able to play a football game right now. Like no. people say that if you witness somebody getting intense CPR like that, like it is very traumatic to the average person. Well, who and knowing that his that heart day. completely stopped, like he died. Yeah, he died on the field and yeah. they brought him back. That's insane. I, I was just looking it up, too, and there's still no further update. I, I've been checking, too, and the most updated thing that we know as of right now is that he's still in critical condition. Yeah, so, so I'm hoping by the time, obviously, this episode comes out on Friday, he's, like, healthy and, like, he had a charity going and he's gotten about $3 million in donations since this has wow. happened, which is fucking crazy. Like the last I saw was 1 million. So that's amazing. Yeah. So the the, be- the best thing we can hope for is that he wakes up healthy and he sees, you know, all these people donated to his charity and everything's okay. But like, this is scary. Nothing to this extent has ever happened because even when a player gets like, carted off the field if they break a leg or something most of the time Mm -hmm. you get a thumbs up from them you know what I mean and this is just so fucked up um and it's so fucked up that the NFL was going to make them play and then it was ultimately the two coaches who got together and they said we can't make our teams play this game right now and the NFL postponed the game till god knows like when but I just feel so heavy right now like it's so hard it's like I I feel like I don't even want to watch football again because I'm just going to be so anxious of this happening again like it's so fucked up you know yeah I mean it definitely is a freak accident like something happened just the wrong way that caused this to happen because you've been watching football your whole life and like you've never seen this happen before think of how many games that you've seen so 
Um, I do. I also feel bad for the fans that were at the game. Like that's incredibly traumatic to be there, to feel the atmosphere to, oh man. Yeah. I was saying that I was like, man, imagine being there because, you know, when you're at a football game, it's one of the most like crazy experiences you'll ever have. Like the vibe of the crowd, like that many right. thousands of people going insane everybody's drinking everybody's in a good mood like fans are you know chirping each other but most of the time in a fun way and then if this happened like oh my god I cannot imagine um and it, it's crazy uh that the Cincinnati Bengals fans have been incredible like I saw a bunch of them actually have been waiting outside the hospital they're doing like oh, wow. a candlelit vigil and stuff uh, so pray for Damar Hamlin because this is really, really fucked up. And oh my God, I'm going to cry. Like his mom was at the game. Oh my God. Yeah. And there's video of him like hugging her before the game started on the field and stuff. No. Um, I just can't imagine. Like that's that's what I was thinking when I was watching it. I was like, man, like imagine his girlfriend at home or whatever. I Watching this on TV, like his friends back it's at your home. It's worst watching nightmare. It's something TV. you think about that you really hope that will never happen. It's hard when your loved one loves something that's so dangerous. I feel the same way when I think about um, race car drivers and dirt biker riders, BMX, or like all these extreme sports and games. Oh, and especially like the rodeo. Like we went to the rodeo last year. It was so fun, but it was like, these guys are just destroying their bodies. And it's for the love of the sport. They love what they're doing. And when you love someone that loves something so dangerous, it must be incredibly difficult to know that they're out there practicing, they're out there performing, and it could be the day that you get stomped on by a bull. It could be the day that you crash your car and it goes up in flames, and that must be incredibly difficult for the people that love them. It's so yeah. scary. I know. Um, I listened to this podcast from an NFL wife. Her name's Kelly Stafford, and she's uh, the QB for the Los Angeles Rams, Matthew Stafford. It's his wife. They've been together for like years and years and years. They have four kids together. And she does this podcast, and she's actually so likable. Like, I'm obviously a Bills fan, but I, I love her. She's just very likable and relatable, which is weird for me because, like I said, she has ki four little kids and like talks about being a mom. But anyways, um, and her husband has been has had a lot of really bad concussions this season. He's out for the rest of the season. And like she's very vocal about wanting him to retire. And he's he's told he came on her podcast and he told her I'm not retiring anytime soon. And like and you love it. It's your passion. And, yeah. you know, you only have so long that you can do it, that your body can hold up. You just want to ride the wave until you can't anymore. Yeah, Ugh. it's it's messed up. And, you know, the we, you and I've talked about this lots of times, like the number one thing that people think about is like the CTE, like you don't think someone's going to end up in the hospital in critical, yeah. like you don't think that you're going to have to watch one of your teammates get CPR on the field in front of you. Like that is so traumatizing. Like, um, yeah, it's the whole thing's just so messed up. And I just think that this is going to change a lot of people's minds about the sport. Like everyone already knew how violent and dangerous it is, it is. But I think this is just like taking that one step further. I can see a lot of players retiring after this um, because a lot really? of them have families with like little kids and stuff. You know what I mean? Like they don't 
you don't want to have to see watch your like your child watch you go through that you know what I mean and I feel like a lot of people put their kids in football as young kids and I feel like people might change their minds about that now um hopefully like man if I had a kid I don't think I could let them play football like it's really fucked up it's hard yeah I don't know it's hard because you have to support people that have the dream and the passion and that they love it and um, but you also want to protect them. It's difficult. Yeah, it's, um, you know, like in no way, shape or form do I want to make this about myself. But as a fan watching that on TV and like, but like football season is my favorite time of year. Like those are the day, the one day a week where I look forward to so much. It's like, that's mm-hmm. my day. It's so exciting. It's like the couple hours where you just you forget about everything in the world. You watch this game. And you're expecting to like have a good time watching it and have fun whether your team wins or loses. And like watching this happen, like watching them come back from commercial and seeing this, it it was very traumatizing. It's so hard. Um, I, I'm just like really want to like pray for him and his family because fuck, I cannot imagine. That's so fucked up. He's only 24. I know. He's a baby. It's crazy. Well, I hope that you're still able to enjoy the sport I know you love it it's 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 one day at a time it just happened last night you know what I mean mm-hmm. so like who knows what they're gonna do with the rest of the season like tsh. yeah it's very fresh none yeah. of the players have said anything except for like please pray for him so um yeah good vibes anyways nice. sorry <laughs> so let, let's bring the podcast right, back so up though. Let's, let's on a lighter note I was yes. scrolling through TMZ earlier and I see this TMZ presents Lamar Odom sex drugs and Kardashians on Hulu okay I, I heard about this, this. Thing. I heard about this because of course I'm in the Kardashian subreddit people okay. are fucking crazy I'm um, curious to see what he says I have his memoir it's How actually on my it? bookshelf behind me and it's actually really good um if you are by any like if you're at all fascinated by his relationship with chloe and like what went on behind the scenes he obviously he doesn't go too intensely into it but he tells some crazy stories um okay, I, I, bet chris, I bet chris jenner was very mad about his book and oh, you know sure. I, I do think he's doing the aubrey I was gonna say Aubrey Plaza, Jesus Christ, Aubrey O'Day, and <laughs> and like trying to like milk that little bit of fame that they got from being with the yeah. other person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I do think it's a little bit of that. But at well, the he same has time, nothing like, left. He's not playing basketball anymore, is he? No, no, I didn't think so. Like, what else could he do to make some money? He's got to pimp himself out, and he does have a really crazy, interesting story. So. I'm all for it. Okay. We should watch it and talk about it. I'm down. I'm down. Okay. Um, I remember watching their spinoff that Chloe, what Chloe and Lamar or Chloe. Yep. Is that Chloe what it was and Lamar. called? Yeah. And his um best friend that was in it with him, mm-hmm. that Jamie guy, he passed away in what, 2016 from a drug overdose? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I remember watching that show and thinking, oh my God, they're going to last forever. Oh, like, yeah. They are so in love. Wow. How beautiful. I know. And I was, I mean, I think we were all shocked when things happened. 
Um, but yeah, I, I'm very interested in that. So I'm definitely going to watch it. Um, also I have asked, I have asked, uh, I, I have asked Jody and Amanda a hundred times to recap the episode of return to Amish season six, episode six. It's called the most awkward kiss ever. Mm hmm. And I think that we should do it. <laughs> Did they not do that show on TRP? Um, I requested it for TRP, but I don't think they did that episode because they didn't really know what I was talking about. Okay. Because I, I feel like they um, they did that on TRP maybe a long time ago. Not not that specific not episode, that episode, but that but show. Specific, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I've never seen the show, but oh I'm... Oh, my God. I'm all for it. Okay. Yeah, we should do <laughs> god i'm just so excited just thinking about it <laughs> i'm excited for the new season of well first of all thousand pounds best friends which i believe starts tomorrow if i'm not mistaken i don't and, like that that show's boring to me okay i didn't watch the last few episodes mm -hmm. but i did like it at the beginning like that vanessa chick like really made me laugh like she She's was wild she was next level um so I'll I'll probably give it a chance, but I'm excited for Thousand Pound Sisters a million percent. I miss her micro with for. my Chris impression. Word of this day. Um, and I I don't remember if I texted you or this or not, but I think that Thousand Pound Sisters would be a fantastic way to launch our five dollar tier on Patreon. Let's do it. We can just we can recap an episode here and there or the whole season i don't know depending on what yeah, people are I'm, into i'm gonna be watching the whole season anyways oh yeah i God, mean I not wait. gonna lie i'm a little bit like this sounds really fucked up because the whole time i was like tammy you're gonna die just lose the weight and uh yeah. but now that she has i'm like oh is the show still gonna be interesting does that make me a horrible person for thinking yeah but that? isn't she still in rehab the second she gets out of rehab she's gonna gain it all back she doesn't give a fuck about losing weight and the only reason she does lose weight is because she's in a controlled environment yeah that's true but she definitely got the surgery though because she you think so she looks very different she looks mm. significantly smaller. Yeah, but even still, like, even I, after having my sleeve surgery, I'm two years out, I've gained 20 pounds. And that's me who, like, really makes an effort and yeah. uh, exercises and stuff. So, you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But um, we're going to get to see her fall in love with her new husband and get married. What are the odds that's going to work out? Uh, slim to none. <laughs> you don't think so? I actually birds have of a feather, <laughs> I guess. I actually have a really good segue to what I wanted to tell you about right now.